Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Live from the Offside Studios is myself and D434, Dylan Fournier, fresh off his trip to the Sports Card Expo. We'll be getting into that. And the Leafs Weekender, you see the sandwich board down the side. You know what the Leafs Weekender is by now, and it's better late than never. Hey, Dylan, I heard you might have seen one Joe Wool, and you got one brick of a story? Oh, I got one brick of a story. Okay, so for context, uh, me and my buddy... Went to the uh, sports card expo, and you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to slam myself for a second because we were very excited about this man signing. Yes, that is Sir Matthew Nyes. Now, the line for him was better part of an hour, and he was more busier than Joseph Wool. And for anybody in Leafs Nation and or outside, should now know. Well, I guess. The people now know uh, that Joseph Wall's nickname is The Brick Wall. Now, for context, I think we were about the fifth person back in line. And I'm talking to my buddy. Johnny had said earlier, shout out to Johnny. um, He was like, man, like, it'd kind of be really funny to bring a picture of a brick wall and get him to sign it. I was like, yeah, that'd be really, really funny, actually. And so we get... Get up. I'm about four or five people away from going up to sign. And I look over to the guy in front of me and he legitimately has a brick in his hand. And I am just like, dude, that is freaking hilarious. Like, I can't believe you actually brought that. And he's like, thanks. He's just like laughing it up. Um, And he's like, I really hope that nobody else has brought anything like this, of course. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I uh, record it? Of course. Um, I ended up uh, finding out who he was on Twitter and everything. Uh, so shout out. I I think it's Anwar or something like that. I tagged him on uh, Twitter after Jay Onright had posted the video. But I recorded it and he's walking up and he has the brick in his hand. He hands his phone over to a girl so he could get a picture. And he goes, hey, how's it going? And Joe just starts laughing and he's like, oh, oh my God. And he puts down the brick and he goes, you know, somebody asked me earlier when, uh, what's the craziest thing that I've signed so far? 
and he points down at the brick and he's like this is it and i was that was the reaction that i wanted i was just like yes i just experienced something that nobody else has experienced in the line i thought it was so funny That's so true, great man. the uh the autograph was great um but i did get his autograph on there uh on the picture beautiful picture there um and yeah uh joe wool honestly salt of the earth man he is very kind um and and wanted to spend a few moments with each and every person which i really appreciated matthew i think kind of realized that his his line was long and he he knew he was in for a, a rude awakening to just keep on signing but uh he was very respectful too um of course people with fast passes got in before me and my buddy but uh lines were like maybe an hour tops um, which was nice. Great, great experience. And um, Leafs Nation, please, oh, please, no matter what happens to these guys in their career, do not ruin them for me. These guys are great. They are the future of these Leafs. And shout out to the guy for bringing the brick. That's absolutely awesome. That's the way to kick off the pod right there. And uh, you know what it is on the Leafs weekend. We talk about an intro all the time, something that's pressing that just happened. And what more pressing than Joe Wool? The brick wool signing a brick himself and obviously all the notoriety going over to d434 and his buddy he met in line it's uh blowing up you'll see it everywhere it's absolutely awesome but something that is blowing up as well dylan is the maple leafs this week three one and oh three victories big time wins for the maple leafs and i say it like that not tongue-in-cheek because tampa no slouch this season ottawa the loss that's okay it is what it is. You battled, you lost. It's okay. Then you go and play Calgary. Then you go and play Vancouver. Dylan, what do you think of the week that was for the Maple Leafs? Beautiful, beautiful week. Um, we competed very, very hard this week. Um, shout out to freaking Geo for stepping up in moments that matter. Um, I knew that that was a crucial, crucial game to see how the boys stepped up when Revo was out of the lineup. Um, well, let's rewind just a little bit on, on Geo. I will, I will. Giordano, uh, not even the games, just Giordano himself. Doesn't it seem all week long that he was just old man, yell at sky, grumpy? He yeah. literally was. He tried to fight his old teammates in Calgary. He wasn't happy in the Ottawa game. He wasn't happy in the Tampa game. It looked like he had a bird in his saddle, and finally on Saturday night, he just turned into Geo the Eagle again and said, I'm coming in, and I'm saving someone's arse, and I'm throwing knocks at 40 years old. And I don't give him a rat's ass if this young guy likes it. And the guy he fought, Joshua, was like, no, 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 don't stop. And then all of a sudden, it was just like a Francis Ngannou right hand just right across the chops. Way to go, Gio. Old man. And he's, he took on a guy that was better part of half his age, at least 15 years younger than him. Um, he is no slouch either, uh, Mr. Uh, Dakota Joshua. Yep. Um, that was a quite, quite the fight, uh, heavy battle. But that game in general was quite, quite the battle. Um, a lot of, a lot of terrible instigators, I would say. Um, some were obviously granted, but um, I, I, I think it was the Domi fight that uh, it looked like both of them, if not the other guy, threw his gloves off first, which I wanted to kind of uh, talk about because. Um, I feel like the refs are kind of after the Leafs that game, but um, we stayed true and true against uh, Vancouver. And you know what? 
sometimes records speak for themselves. And at home, we are very, very good against the Vancouver Canucks. I forget the, what the record is, but I think it was 12-1-0 in their last 13 um, before the the game there on Saturday. Yeah, well, look, rewind the week a little bit here. And I, I want to talk about something that uh, – I forget the week, fun, that's why. What's fun to see was uh, Nick Robertson playing with Max Domi and Callie Yarncroke. And boy, oh boy, do we have ourselves a third line – a line that is frustrating teams in their own end. They're good on transition. Robertson is taking a licking and keeping on ticking, um, which is great to see given the physicality he had uh, brought his way last year that ended his season, and now this season he's back and rolling. I also look at a guy like Callie Yarncroke and say he was miscast in the top six, but now he's down in the bottom six and playing where he needs to play, guys. Absolutely. He potted two goals against Tampa Bay. Um, in the comeback win, a beautiful, beautiful game there. Um, yeah, I felt really bad for Sammy in that game on, uh, Monday there against Tampa. There was, uh, that first period, he, there was goals that you just couldn't help that went in like those Kucherov goals. He wasn't moving good laterally was my problem. Yeah. But like, wasn't there a five on three on the one? I believe there was, but even still like his movement, like post to post is pretty well, – well, at least in that game, was yeah, pretty slow. It, now on Saturday yeah. night, he looked old Sammy to me. Yeah. <sighs> he doesn't like um, Tampa, though. He's told everyone he doesn't like Tampa now. Yeah, he, he hates Tampa. But, like, Matthew and I showed up this week. Uh, Austin Matthews, of course, has showed up when it matters most. Um, Some guy Willie, named Willie Lander. Willie continues that damn streak. I think it's 15 games now. He's at 15 now. Yep, he's rocking and, and rolling. That's Pay the, the record. Pay the management. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Senators game, I think I did watch that one. That was very sloppy defensive play. Um, I, I'm i going to name names. Uh, Klingberg was out there for most, if not all, of the goals. And it oh, looked pylon, man. terrible. Um I felt bad for having Wool out there in that game, but uh, I don't know. I guess they're in a in a certain situation too, um, with everything going on with the suspension with Pinto, um, uh, them losing I think their the first, that game, first just round. At it like a team that was down. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And then you know that team is fighting for their coach's job at this point in, the, in their season because. They have not had great starts in three, four years, and people are expecting them to be good, but it's hard to climb back when you are down early. Um, and uh, I, I, it was a good game for them, but um, sloppy, sloppy play, play defensively. Um, all these games, honestly, we have, have had over four goals in each of them which is not a good thing, but I know things will tighten up further going on. They are headed to Sweden. so um, Well, we they did tighten up on, on Saturday night versus Vancouver, 5-2. Leafs of old look good. Uh, I'll say yeah, this one right. against the, uh, the Vancouver Canucks. One thing that I really liked, and a lot of people were arguing with me on TikTok about this, but guys, we've been begging for this team to stick up for themselves and stick up for each other. Giordano did it. Domi did it. McCabe's in the lineup. They're shoving in front of the net. Benoit's throwing his Legacy's getting physical. By the way, both those last two names, I do not mind them being in the lineup. They don't look out of place. 
But I look at this team and I say, finally, you're getting pushback. And then the same crowd is like, oh, these guys are dumb, fighting and taking instigator penalties. Is there no pleasing you? Because the exact thing you wanted this team to do was go out there and look like The Rock, look like someone crazy, and just lay an ass whooping down. And Giordano did it, and Domi stood right up for Robertson. And I love Keith's quote today. Camp wasn't on the ice because he's nursing the swelling on his face from the high hit to the head that was leaked. It was hilarious. Yeah. Or from the, sorry, what do you say? the clean hit to the head he took. <laughs> I love it. He's chirping the refs without chirping the refs because you know the NHL is all butthurt about anybody talking about the referees. But finally, a little pushback from the boys without Reeves in the lineup. And I'll say this too. It looked like Vancouver knew Reeves wasn't in the lineup and took a few liberties thinking no one would answer the bell. And boy, oh boy, did they answer the bell. They did. They did. It, they stepped up when it meant most. Um, I was kind of sick and tired. I, I don't know the stat line on the penalties, but I feel like we had a F ton more freaking penalties. It was terrible how many were called. It was, yeah, it was a lot against the Leafs. The Brody one behind the net in particular against uh, the Vancouver Canucks, I wasn't too fond of. He tried to step out of the guy's way, but he falls over him. They get a two-minute minor for tripping. It just, it was ridiculous. It seemed like it was egregious to one side, but. The Nyes one, the Nyes one kind of irked me a bit too. He was trying to step around the guy battling for the puck and his stick went right in between his legs. Um, It was, uh. Phil Peronic. Um, yeah, no, but- I, it was one of those games where, again, that I was cautioning, because obviously with the TikTok Live, cautioning everybody, hey, you can only do what's in front of you, kill the penalty, keep it going. And they did. They kept the mo rolling. Um, so you know what? They kept it rolling all week long. It was 3-1-0 for the Maple Leafs. And you know what? One thing I want to point out about the, well, I guess it's besides Nyes and Willie, the – the uh, third and fourth line actually stepped it up when it meant most. They scored the goals that uh, put them ahead in this game, and uh, I think that uh, deserves a lot of praise in this game, especially it's against a team like Van- especially against a team like Vancouver, um, who's been off to a hot start. Hey, Vancouver was supposed to be the toast to Canada, and Toronto said, "Hold on, hold my beer." It's Saturday night, we'll show you how to play a good game, and they yeah. took the Vancouver Canucks to task. I love it. Uh, I'm just joking, Vancouver fans. I know I'll get a couple DMs over that one, but hey. It's all in good fun. That was the week that was. The week that will be sees the Leafs jumping on a plate and heading to Sweden. Uh, a lot of the Swedish players on the Maple Leafs are going to love that. Um, looking at this one right here, you got the Wings and the Wild uh, over in Sweden. I want to know, Dylan, we'll do this one quick. What do you think the week that will be for the Maple Leafs look like? We got Wings Friday, Wild Sunday, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> I am going to say it quickly. Um, we are going to be 2-0 and because both teams are playing the day before. Well, I agree with you. We're going to be 2-0, and but I think Willie puts on a big show and gets a contract on the go home from Sweden. So I, I think that's going to be something they do over there. I got a funny feeling because he's playing like he's uh, feeling like he's 10 million bucks right now and he looks really good. So I think something happens in Sweden, but I'll go 2-0 and as well. Uh, and that's the week that will be. The good, the bad, the ugly this week. Uh, for me, the good is the Maple Leafs actually putting a string of games together and finally, um, you know, winning three of four is nothing to snub your nose at. It's something we've been waiting for this squad to do. Has it been pretty? No. Has it been comeback-wise? Yes. But have the Maple Leafs put their heads down and gotten to work every single game outside of the Ottawa one? Yes. So for me, the good is turning things around and making a week that was 3-1-0 
when you have four games in seven nights? Yeah, um, the good this week is um, depth guys stepped up when it meant most. Hmm, I like that. Yeah, uh, it, whether it was the fights or whether it was the goals, they stepped up when it meant most in these in these games, and especially in this sh- short amount of time, four games in seven days is not easy. No, well, basically four and six, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Um, the, the bad for me this week, the bad is the, the penalty kill. And, you know, just the way this team really hasn't figured out. Uh, at one point this week, the least penalty kill was last in the league, um, which is not good for a team that is wanting to contend for Lord Stanley's mug come the spring. I know we're a long way away from that, but also you're a long way away from respectability. If you are 32nd in the league in penalty killing, you got to climb the ranks somehow. And I know the Leafs have moved up a little bit uh, in the past couple of games, but even still, you want to be top 10 or better if you're heading towards Lord Stanley's mug. So for me, the bad is the penalty killing. It needs to get figured out. And I think they will once they find the guys they like to be on it. And I'm looking at Bobby McMahon. I'm looking at Noah Gregor, David Camp, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, whatever cast you want to put out there, that's where it needs to be. But for me, the bad's definitely the penalty killing. Penalty kill, yeah. Uh, my bad. It's just like the goals that were allowed, uh, the amount in, in – well, they were close games, obviously, but um, obviously in that first period against Tampa, we really re- we really let Sammy down with four goals in the first period. Um, and then um, Ottawa was six goals, uh, which was a doozy, and defense looked sloppy there. And then four goals again against Calgary, which was – which was kind of questioning because of how how bad Calgary has been, but um, yeah, that that's my only really concern about um, the team right now. For me, I'll go with this one for the ugly. The ugly is the Ryan Reeves and John Klingberg situation. I know they're not working out, and I know we're all poking jabs and saying things and saying that these guys here they shouldn't be in the lineup and they don't deserve to be and. The other side of it's the human aspect, and you know you have two guys. One guy in Klingberg coming over to the Eastern Conference from the Western Conference, and you know it's a transition that is not easy to do. So I look at it and say, you know, for him, and maybe even for Ryan Reeves, you know, the shell shock of a place like Toronto, where if you say something, you better mean every ounce of it and back every ounce of it up, otherwise you will get eaten up. I think both those players right now uh, are under the ugly microscope, and I think Toronto's kind of gotten ugly around them and i don't think that's what we need to be about i think this season really needs to be about supporting the guys yeah um i don't know i would i would totally agree on the ugly this week i don't really have another ugly to really pick apart just um in general like you know take in i guess reeves case you know take take some time take a deep breath and realize what's going on and then uh klingberg situation um don't take everything that uh, Leafs Nation says to heart because it can be a very dark place at times. <laughs> no, it can definitely be a very, very dark place. And I know um, right now though, both those players are kind of feeling the heat, but we'll pull them out of it and we'll see how it goes. I think Ryan Reeves will get a couple shots over in Sweden to pump up the crowd. Um, the other thing for me right now off the glass on this one topic, it seems like the Oilers are pulling out all the stops from McDavid. His agent, his coach, his players, his guys, his GM. It seems like everybody 
that McDavid has touched throughout his career is now in an important position within the Edmonton Oilers. And he shrugged off the notion that he's LeBron jaming the, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, but it really, really seems that way that they're doing anything for his beck and call to keep him happy. And I'm wondering if he's already sounded the horn that when his contract is done, he is done. And all they're trying to do now is maybe to show him, we'll do whatever it takes to keep you around this neck of the woods. I'm wondering what you think on the Oilers and McDavid here. Oilers and McDavid, I don't really have a strong opinion other than like, yeah, I think it's them trying to keep him here as long as possible because they know the caliber of player he is. What I do want to point out is, um, I don't know if you, I don't know who the other guy is, but uh, Holland had a press conference and so did someone else. I assume maybe it was the owner or something like that. And Holland had said, oh yeah, we asked our players about their opinion on whether or not we should let go of Jay Woodcroft. And then in the other uh, uh, press conference with the other guy, he's like, yeah, we didn't ask the players. Um, their opinions don't really matter in situations like this. And I just thought that these two guys are the freaking problem. They are not on the same page. Whether it was a PR situation or issue, like, yeah, I think these two people need to figure it the F out before there's a dumpster fire in Oilers Nation because these fans have tried to write it out. McDavid's trying to hold on as long as he freaking can because he realizes, you know, Wayne was here. This is a great team. Like, they, they, they have all reasons to freaking win here, but they just can't figure it out. The uh, Holland has, I think really he's done great moves and he's done some bad moves in my opinion, obviously every GM does, but um, for these guys to not be on the same page in press conferences is kind of really concerning for me just because like, like who is talking to these people to make them say two different things? Like if, if one's talking to the players and the other isn't like, shouldn't there be communication between the two of them being like, Oh yeah, we talked to them. And then they're on the same page during the press conference at press conference. That was just very, very questioning of me. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you saw it. No, I did. I, I saw it and I heard it. And the thing that uh, I guess caught me the most uh, off guard was the remarks from Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick saying that maybe it wasn't so much the players they talked to, but they went around and did ask the agents and other guys around those guys to hear what they were doing and what they were thinking, what they were feeling. You know, you ask a player agent or you ask guys around them, you know, what are you, these guys thinking? Trying to get a gauge on where they're at with these players. So, yeah, I think that's something that needs to happen before Edmonton does become a dumpster fire. And right now it is nothing but a dumpster fire uh, in oil country. The last thing we got to do before we wrap this one up, we are rolling tonight, by the way, folks is we got our Boxing Rock Bearded Blue Warrior. Um, Dylan, I'll let you take the stage. Who's your Boxing Rock Bearded Blue Warrior tonight? Well, we started off the pod with a great, great story, and my Bearded Blue Warrior is Joseph Wall. Um, the man has stayed positive in situations where sometimes it's it's difficult. Um, obviously, every goalie's... Uh, trajectory and plan to the NHL is all different. Um, sometimes there's late bloomers, sometimes there's early bloomers, but um, 
this guy seems to be a ray of sunshine and uh, meeting him was a great opportunity. Um, he's great with the fans and I hope that his attitude doesn't change as the years go on. <laughs> um, but he has stepped it up when it means most in, in all these games and he's making, um, you know, he's making the job hard for Keith to decide whether or not it should be Waller or Sammy going forward. Of course, Sammy has fallen a bit, but he came back in, in that game against Vancouver, and I thought he looked really good. So um, having a 1A, 1B uh, right now is is a really good situation. And, of course, all of Leafs Nation was all over getting his cards because uh, they, they expected something special from him. So uh, shout-out to him. And um, I did see there's a – GP Sports Cards. I follow them on YouTube. He had a he had a box opening that he did with uh, Wall uh, behind the scenes, and apparently Joseph Wall collects hockey cards himself. So he might even have a channel. I don't. I'm not 100 sure on that. So shout out to him to being in the hobby too. I uh, I thought that was pretty special. That is pretty special. What a great story for the weekend. For me, I'm gonna cap mine off with uh, Nick Robertson. Uh, this is a guy that this season really didn't light it up or pop in training camp, didn't look well, went down to the Marlies, put his head down, worked hard, put in the points, 11 points in nine games, not too shabby, um, comes up and instantly makes it so you cannot send him back. Finds chemistry with Domi, makes that third line look like something, moving his feet, playing well. He's got Domi playing well. Uh, so shout out to the perseverance of Nick Robertson, stepping up in the game and doing what he needs to do to stick around with this team. And absolutely, I love it. And speaking of things we absolutely love, our friends over at the Hockey Podcast Network has partnered up with DraftKings. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbooks. That's right. Download the app now. Use the code THPN. New customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's right, hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. The bets are expected to expire 168 hours after issuance. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for your problem gambling. Call 888-789-777. Or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 play plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash host and eligibility and deposit restriction terms and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 23. All rights reserved. So get in on the NHL action with our friends THPN and DraftKings. Use a promo code THPN to get in there. And that is right here with us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, this is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and the Weekender come to talk. 